All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Jeff Hartman here, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and part two of the Steelers preview. Joining me as always, Dave Schofield, the other co-editor, and Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer. And now it's time that we dig into the actual headline. We did this backwards. I always like to start with news, and it just went a little bit longer than I planned. The social media aspect of the Steelers. Now, I want to stop here for a second and say, all the people out there that say, quote unquote, it doesn't matter. It, so Twitter, Twitters and uh, TikToks and, you know, you listen to like Bill Twitters. Belichick and his snap face and Insta chat <laughs> and all that stuff. You know, it doesn't matter. It does matter. It does matter. I will say right now that I believe that one of the reasons, not the only reason, but one of the reasons that Juju Smith-Schuster is back in Pittsburgh is because of TikTok and the image and the brand, and a potential headache. I'm sorry you may disagree, and that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But this stuff does matter. And this week, it started up again. It wasn't necessarily someone's tweet or someone's Instagram story. It was TMZ with Chase Claypool featuring a bar fight. And, you know, Chase Claypool kind of stayed out of the melee, but he did get in there and kick. (laughs) If you follow me on Twitter, um, but a guy that I've used to work with, um, he kind of Zapruder filmed it. He like broke it down and <laughs> slowed it down. You can see Chase Claypool kicking a guy when he's down and it was, it wasn't pretty when you look at it that way. And people were like, Oh, social media doesn't matter. Look, when every single person that walks around has a tiny little computer with a phone and a camera in their pocket, that's a problem because you're always, you have to always have to be on alert. I know now why Ben Roethlisberger live lives like in the middle of nowhere and he has like a, I don't know. I feel like he owns like a mile. (laughs) He just gates it all in. It's because he wants his privacy. So guys, real quick, before we get started really into this topic, how much do you put into things like social media when it comes to players? So for instance, my statement on Juju, you think that's true? Do you think that some of the stuff that he does outside of football impacted his free agency this year? And he's going to try to clean it up before he hits free agency again. Or do you think that this is really just kind of talking points for the ESPNs, the BTSCs, the, you know, all these other sites that cover this stuff? Brian, what do you think? I talked about this briefly with Juju last week. And that logo thing is still following him, even though he stopped doing it, because people are still talking about it. Anytime you bring up logo, now it's going to, there's going to be seven people right away talking about whether it's right or wrong, or that doesn't cost you games, that does cost you games. You could talk about that anyway. But if you have a guy with no blemishes, whether it's social media or a uh, a 97-yard, excuse me, a 97-catch season with 97 yards, basically. <laughs> I mean, it, it felt like that. Um, but when you have a guy like that and it's comparable, that might have driven down his value just a little bit because people look at it. If you go out for a job right now, Jeff, if you're applying for a job, clean up your, your social media because they they can say that they don't do it, but there's a lot of hiring managers that will go ahead and Google your name and look you up and see exactly what you're saying and doing on social media. It might not be right, but it's something that they do. And they want to see, hey, am I bringing in a potential problem? And if you have somebody spouting off or or doing something that you don't think would fit with your company, you're not going to bring them in. So that's something that people look at. However, 
when we're talking about social media, social media has been around for years, years, and years before it was even called social media. Just because it wasn't Twitter or Instagram or on a computer, or my dad likes to call it the tweeter. I remember when uh, when Richard Mendenhall, that's a good guy to bring up, yeah. when Richard Mendenhall almost, gosh, almost 10 years to the day, started talking about Osama bin Laden and why are you uh, cheering this man's death? He was a human being when he brought that up. A lot of people were done with him in Pittsburgh then. So you can hurt yourself if you're not smart with social media. And that's the bottom line to it. It's, there's great things on social media. There's also dangerous things on social media. If you know how to have good behavior, when I'm saying good habits and behavior on there, not putting yourself out there, being careful, you could you can have a great relationship with social media. But you could also abuse it and it could work against you if you're not smart. Dave, what do you think about the tweetering and the uh, snap facing? And the, <laughs> yeah, the snap facing. It's it's talking points. It's it's funny because it's it's how much our sports world has changed to be where it is today. Um, not just that it's a different world that these players are living in now than they did years ago. It's also a different way that we cover sports. You can't turn on. I mean, it used to be that I would have ESPN on every morning when I was getting ready to go to work, when I first started my job back in the early two thousands, because I wanted to know all the highlights, all the news, everything that was going on. You can't get sports highlights on there anymore. All you get is hot takes and talking points. That's all you get. I don't watch it anymore. I don't care about the hot takes and the talking points because really rather than have to have to listen for three hours to finally hear something good. If they say something good in a 30 second soundbite, it'll end up on Twitter and I'll catch it there. So I don't have to, to waste that time, but things are just so, so different with that. I mean, asking, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm in my forties. So I am, I'm slightly, you know, I'm, I'm younger than Tom Brady. I can say that I am younger than Tom Brady. So, but this is a completely different generation that's coming into the NFL. And you're like asking, asking these players to just not do social media. That's like going into the seventies locker room, asking them not to smoke or to not drink beer. You know, that's just who they were and what they did. And you're like, this is still who I'm going to be or sing country music. Maybe I should just throw that one in there too. TV. You know what I mean? Um, something like that. This is just what, how things are today. And some people, of course, a lot of the people that are talking about it aren't the, you know, aren't the 24 year old athletes or else they'd still be playing. So therefore they might have more of a problem with it. It's just different. I'm not going to ridicule them that much. Just be smart with it. Don't do the dumb things out there on social media because you can do a hundred great, fantastic things and no one's going to care. But you do the one dumb thing, and that's all everyone's going to focus on. So, yeah, you have, like, Claypool's fight being put on out on TMZ. You have the Juju TikTok garbage, in my opinion. The, the Marcus Allen dancing video, which we're going to talk about that in a second. We know Antonio Brown with the Facebook Live stuff. And then we can't forget about Vince Williams and Vontez Perfect, you know, when he's made those comments. But Marcus Allen, to go back to that, he had a video – he was doing a dance. I could care less, but it sparked some comments from uh, a 
talking head in the city of Pittsburgh. We'll put it that way saying, Oh, Mel Blunt wouldn't do that. I'm sure. I'm sure he did do that. So this kind of got me thinking in my opinion, there are a lot of now Mel Blunt probably would not have used social media. He just doesn't seem like that kind of guy, but there would have been a lot of, a lot of players back in the seventies, eighties and nineties that if they had Twitter or Instagram, could you imagine what that would be like? Now I've always said that Joey Porter would be one of the most entertaining follows ever because I don't care what the platform is. He's just going to literally spit fire the entire time he's on the, whenever he's on the app, Brian, you brought up one day on our Slack channel. I want to give you a chance to say who you said you would do. You would love to see, have a Twitter account or something like that. It would be hashtag paper champions. <laughs> Lethon <laughs> Lee Flowers. Ah, uh, gosh, I absolutely love to listen to that guy spout off. He was entertaining. If he was on another team, just like Joey Porter, I would have hated him if he was on another team first. Did not hate Joey Porter when he left. Yeah. Because he was already he was already in my Steeler conscience. But if I was watching this guy from another team, I'd be like, oh, I hate this guy, especially if he was in the AFC North. But yeah, yeah there, there are guys out there that are going to be really entertaining. I could give you a guy that, uh, I mean, he was with in the Steelers within the last 10 years. He wasn't big on social media. He's big in the media now. But if this was a, 10 years later, Dave, I bet you, you know who I'm going to say. Because you're shaking your head. Uh, were you going to say Ryan Clark? I was going to say Ryan Clark. That's who I figured yeah. you were going to say. Yeah. yeah. You know, th- that's a guy that, that you know, some people are entertaining when they talk, but they're, and they're not afraid to go ahead and say it. And, and that's a good thing sometimes. Like Vinny Vitti Vici. I love Vince Williams on, on Twitter. I know if there was a hot take, I wanted to go ahead and see what Vince was saying. But there's, there's that fine line that we've all talked about. You've just got to be careful because when something goes wrong in between the in between the white lines, when some, something goes wrong there, they're going to blame everything that happens outside of the white lines. And we talk about Juju all the time on what he does. I could care less what he does in his own time, as long as it does not affect what's going on inside the white lines. And most of the time it doesn't. I think one time majorly it happened last year. He fixed it. It's over. It's done with. And we're going to forget about it. But a lot of people aren't going to forget about the logos. But you can go back in time. If you ever, if you want great entertainment, read Thomas Hollywood Henderson's book. Read Ken Stabler's book. Read some of the antics that those guys sneaking out of uh, St. Vincent dorms in Latrobe and some of the stuff that they did in the 70s and 80s. Oh, my gosh. The, the people haven't changed. You, you've got young men that are ready to go out there and have some fun. And sometimes that fun means some trouble. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's never going to change throughout the years. But social media adds that extra constant. And I'm going to go back to what I'm saying. If you know how to manage it the right way, you're going to be in good shape. You know, people always say things like, oh, look at them. They just want all the attention. Like, look what they're wearing, whatever. Go, go back and look at Frenchie Fuqua's outfits that he wore in the 70s. He had those platform shoes that he had goldfish in them at one point. Like he had live goldfish in his shoes like in the in the platform part. Like 
this is people don't realize it because there wasn't around, but Dave, I'll go to you. Are there any players that you're like, ah, oh, they would have had a Twitter account. Boy, that would have been a good follow. Cause Ryan Clark is a good one, but Ryan Clark has a Twitter account. <laughs> he, yeah. he actually wasn't well, when he was playing, but towards the end yeah, of his career, I bet it was. I mean, well, first of all, I do want to bring up, you know, Richard McKinney said, Will Chamberlain with a TikTok in the sixties <laughs> and seventies. Oh, whoa, whoa, wow. Um, <laughs> I'd like so, to see some of those videos. Yeah. That's a different uh, I don't know story about that. altogether. So um, I, I thought that was funny. Um, what I think is interesting is guys that you look at that they now have good Twitter accounts. You can only imagine how good they would have been back in the day going non-football. I'm sorry. The fact that the iron Sheik has a great Twitter account. Is that really him? I don't know if it is or not, but actually I've got a buddy that rode down the road with iron Sheik. He was actually, his job was to keep this guy in place. That is 100% Sheik. Okay, that I mean that doesn't surprise me, and it's and that's the kind of person you look at that you know that even that they could pull off a good Twitter account even now. Just imagine what they would have been back then. Um, I'm I'm I you got to think of like the infamous uh, locker room um, slip up profanity of like Greg Lloyd of how that was there, how that could have, you know, I I don't know if someone like that would have been big on Twitter. I'm trying to think of someone who would have been, you know, um, kind of, you know, honestly, a lot of times it's, it's wide receivers because they're just a different mentality of how they play. You know, I think like, I think Lewis lips would have been a good, what would have been good. Would have been funny to to have Twitter back in the day. I don't know how he would have been, but I don't well, know. Here's here's a guy that you probably wouldn't get brought up, but I think he was so good. I bet he would have a really good Twitter account. And I, was, I think Rod Woodson. Mm. I think Rod Woodson was he was arrogant enough. I and mean, remember the Super Bowl, he gets up, and he's pointing his knee. That probably that you know that aura would have probably gone over to social media. I bet he would have had some great comebacks. But like you said, Dave, I mean, I think one of the funniest guys of my lifetime, and it wasn't even really on social media, he was playing up the the uh, the actual media, was Chad Ochocinco. I mean, Chad mm-hmm. Johnson was hysterical. I mean, he was so funny. He sent Pepto-Bismol to the defensive back of the team. <laughs> they were going to play. I mean, it's you just don't make this stuff up. Like Taylor, I don't know if he said it on the interview with you all, but – he talked about how they Chad Johnson would send them stuff every time that they were getting ready to play the Steelers. And it was so they, they got, they, they thought it was hysterical, but I mean, he was, his Twitter account's really good actually now, but mm-hmm. still he would have been great. Michael Beck brings up a good question. I wanted to ask you guys, and if I can find it here, I'll put it on the screen. If not, I know it. Um, it basically was, here it is. Would you rather draft someone who had an online presence, AKA their own brand or someone who says, no, I'm good. We've seen both. You know, you think about someone um, like a Juju Smith-Schuster who comes in the league that has this persona, or someone that is like, you know, no, don't have any interest in that. Brian, which way are you leaning? I'm right in the middle because it doesn't matter to me unless it's divisive. If it's something that is, you know, you can see that it, is going to rile people up in the wrong in the wrong way. I'd probably be looking at that player A and player B, and if they're comparable, maybe go the go with the one that doesn't have a divisive uh, social media account. Because you like we were talking about with anything, you can see problems a mile away 
way before they get big. If, uh, if even if it's just small, but you could see it trending in that wrong wrong direction. Let me go down. Actually, uh, yeah, you really could. So hey, I don't care, but if it's something extreme, I'm probably going to be a little hesitant. Dave, thoughts on that? Like I said, it's you, you've just got to use it the right way. Because see, if you got no online presence, then some you might want to think of. Well, we don't know enough about this person. You know, they're very guarded. There could be things that we just don't know. If you have a huge presence, it could, like I said, you could do a hundred great things and then one bad, and then everyone's going to focus on the bad. Really, I don't. It's it's not as, how how much of an online presence did Juju have before he was drafted? I mean, there was the cool video of him jumping into ocean after the Steelers picked him, but was he really? I mean, just locally beforehand? in southern, just in Southern California, yeah. I think he became a national brand after that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, if it's already starting beforehand, but that's what they're doing now. That's how things are going. I don't like I said. It's it's kind of like any issue with character, you know. You could something, you know. There you might have no character issues until you do. Yeah, you know, it's just like, whether you see it on social media or not. Um, I mean, I look back as I do some of these old draft articles, and I'm like, man, if they would have had social media the way it is now, the Steelers might have known better than to make some of these picks. So, hard to say. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll leave the social media here. But question, uh, the final question about it, Brian. I know that you dabble in Twitter a little bit, and I know that you're on Facebook. I don't think you have Instagram or anything. Who is the? Is there any player uh, that you enjoy their content that you like? That, that hey, this is my favorite athlete to follow in terms of social media. Who is that? In the past, and he's not playing now, but I used to follow James Harrison a lot because he was another guy that uh, he was fun on there. And but if you got him riled up, he he had my favorite post on Facebook that just said, "I bet you wouldn't say that to my face." <laughs> and and I always I always loved him for that. Um, and then Vince Vince Williams, I, I just talked about him. I. That's the guy that I always fo followed. I'm going to continue to follow him uh, just to see yeah. what he what he's going to say. Um, you know, once again, don't think it's a bad thing, just like Dave said, until it becomes bad. But somebody just put up the Von Bell Juju thing. Yeah, that's when it went bad. We real quick we talked about Facebook Live and Antonio Brown. Jeff and I were doing the post game shows back then when he was doing that that season. They were awesome. They had a snowstorm. The day that Le'Veon Bell broke the, the single game record for rushing in a game, they had a snowstorm and they were stuck on the tarmac. And Antonio Brown's going around interviewing everybody, including Tomlin on Facebook Live, and they're talking to everybody. And it was so it was like breaking down that fourth wall, and you're you're getting a look at the team and he's interviewing everybody. It was going great. And I looked forward to it until he went too far with it in that Kansas City locker room. And that hurt things. And you can't say that that didn't put a pall on things because everybody's recognizing AB that week for the wrong things. And Tomlin's answering questions about AB and what he said about the Patriots. Um, AB's answering questions. It became a distraction. So if you can do it without being a distraction, thumbs up. That's awesome. Everybody loved Ray Seals. 
Ray Seals was was a really good player back in the 90s. He's the one who organized the 60-minute men video. You don't know it that well because it you never got to see it because they didn't go to the Super Bowl because they blew it in the AFC Championship game. But after that, everybody was was down on Ray Seals a little bit because he was the one that organized it and they weren't focusing on getting to the Super Bowl. They were already focused on being in the Super Bowl and that's what they that's what they pinned on them. So if it, if other things become a distraction, people, fans especially, media, the big head media, the guys that, that uh, represent Pittsburgh that you wish didn't represent Pittsburgh, they're going to call you out on it and then fans are going to drink that Kool-Aid. What about you, Dave? Favorite athlete to follow on social media? What platform? I'll be honest with you. I only do Twitter, and the only reason I do Twitter is to get my Steelers news faster for behind the steel curtain. That's it. I If someone wants to talk about things that's not Steelers, I do everything that I can to then not follow them. Unfortunately, you know, the – as a Steelers fan, you have one person covering the team for a certain network that was really good. They moved up. Someone else comes in there to follow the team, and you've got to hear live tweets about The Bachelor or something like that. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Gee, I wonder you know, who he's talking about. You know, that's not, yeah, that's not what I want. You know, but I mean, but that's not, but, the, but I'm not saying that's not for other people, but I do all I can to keep my Twitter strictly Steelers and Steelers news and Steelers coverage. So, I'm not trying to get deep stuff from players all the time. Um, but I will say what I enjoy more than anything, even from the players, is the parody accounts. Those are the best. I'm sorry. I, I liked the obviously not Mike Tomlin. They had, to, they, they had to put the word not in there because he got accused of people actually thought he was Mike Tomlin, um, where he would just put out Tomlinisms on every little thing that happened. They were great. Um, and, of course, the all-time greatest was the captain, Andrew Luck. I mean, that was a phenomenal Twitter account. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? What did you What did you say? Captain Andrew Luck. Oh, that, that was, was hysterical. An epic Twitter. Hysterical. I would rather have that than even hear from players themselves. You know, I want I want a Twitter account that's Troy Palomalu's hair. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of stuff that 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 I get entertained with more. Um, but Brian is right. Out of all the players, the ones the, the one that I liked the most was Vince Williams. There you go. Uh, I was gonna. I was actually gonna talk about it a little bit, and then Thaddeus did this, and he said Jeff probably follows Jordan Berry. <laughs> you know what, Thaddeus? No, I do not follow him. <laughs> Anyways, mm -hmm. Eric Askew gives us twenty dollars and says, "Hey guys, I tested positive for COVID a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Everyone's content has kept me going. Here's to you all, BTSC family, Eric. Thank you for the tip, and we hope that you are feeling better soon. Yeah. And we wish you nothing but the best. Sending well. some thoughts and prayers your way for sure. Thank you." Ah, now see, this is true. This is true. Lake Effect Snow One. I do follow Colin. It's whole buh. Capitalize that H, please. Put some respect on his name. Greatest, greatest sixth round pick in Steelers history. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Antonio Brown, go kick rocks. Anyways, uh, let's do some trivia. Dave, go ahead. Hey, guess what my trivia is inspired by? I don't know. Of uh, course you know. Colin you called it last week. Oh, no. Oh. It's, it was inspired by the 2013 Steelers <laughs> draft class. Knew I should have read that article today. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, there's something really interesting about that draft class. I didn't even say it in the article, but it's something that I noted. The Steelers drafted two pairs of players, two pairs of players with the same last name. 
it was. I got it. Well, no, I mean, I mean, it, I put it on the website. There's nothing no, to have. I didn't it's, read it. Babe. Well, that's your mistake. It's Jarvis <laughs> and Landry Jones and Vince and Nick Williams. Those okay, were the yeah, two pair. But, but I could have told you that off the top of my head. Yeah, I know. No, but I'm also going to say this for this for this trivia. I want Jeff to answer this trivia first because I, Brian <laughs> I'm knows. I'm not going to know it. No, no. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. Just wait till I get there. Brian knows what round and and what pick and what year Dick Shiner was drafted. You know what I'm saying? And Buzz Nutter and stuff like that. So he knows every player that the Steelers have ever <laughs> drafted. So Jeff's going to answer this first before Brian does. And what I did is I went back. I didn't want to go back too far. So I stopped at the year 2000 because it was pages of stuff. What last name has been drafted the most by the Steelers since 2000? So just think of players that have been drafted. I, my, immediately, I think of the two names that you just brought up, which are Jones and Williams. Um, yeah. Roethlisberger. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. <laughs> think about it. This is not a hard question. This is a good, fun question. I don't know. Dan, I can even ahead. tell you how many there are. There's there's one specific last name that since 2000 that they have had four players drafted. Then there were one, two, three, four, five, six of them that had three players drafted, uh, one of which was Williams. So I'll give you that one. I don't know. Brian, what do you think? Which which last name has been drafted the most? I'm going to say Davis. And I was that's why I wanted you to, <laughs> to answer last because I'm like, if you don't get this, I'm going to be very upset with you. But yes, it is it is Davis. There were there have been four Davises drafted by the Steelers since the year 2000. It was tight end Charles Davis in the oh, fifth round of 2006, linebacker Bruce Davis in the third round of 2008. Sean Davis in the second round of 2016, and Brian's son Carlos, Carlos. Davis in the seventh round of 2020. And there was another one that I thought you might guess, but it was really close. That I thought you might say Smith, but on, which would have been tied. But Aaron Smith was drafted in 1999, not 2000. So that's well, why they were one behind. Quick trivia: How many players have ever been named Shamarco? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was in today's article. I know. That's anyways, go ahead. Continue. Yeah. Shamarco. So but yeah, so they've had so they've had Shemarco three Allens, Hartman. three Browns, three Johnsons, three Williams, three Smiths, and believe it or not, three Taylors that have been drafted since 2000. Hmm. There you go. Is that it? That's it. Oh, all right, Brian. Go ahead. Your turn. All right. 1941. <laughs> Art Rooney. Sold the Steelers in 1941 and bought into the Eagles and they sold it to a uh, a guy from Boston, a billionaire from Boston, and they changed the Steelers' name. The billionaire from Boston decided that he would rather go closer to Philly and Art, Art Rooney was tired of going to Philly. So for that little bit of time in between, the Steelers changed their name. What did they change their name to? They never played under this name. But for a brief time, the Steelers, and it's not the Pirates, that was beforehand, the Steelers had a third name. It's not the Steagles. It's nothing like that. It's an actual name. The Pittsburgh blank. Shiners. It was not the Shiners. <laughs> Jabronis. <laughs> Definitely not. The, it wasn't the Jagovs either. The Nutters. <laughs> the Nutters. Why don't you just tell us what it is? Okay, see, they're they're stay, saying too easy. The plunkers. Guys, it's not the Steagles. 
Right. They played under the Steagles. That was during the war. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. You ready? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. The Pittsburgh Ironman. Oh, you know the Wheeling Ironman, where I'm from, where I hail from. Uh, they actually had a minor league football team, the Wheeling Ironman. And now so, they actually recruit players to go up and play for Pittsburgh and the Steelers. So we would have had a lot of uh, Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne with I am Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I found that really easy. So a lot of people, I mean, it's very shocking to think that the Steelers were almost not under the Roonies. I mean, you could have been under Alexis Thompson for the Thompson family for all those years. (laughs) I didn't know that. That's really good. It's not every day you get uh, information like that. All right, final thoughts. Dave, you're up. I'm going to let you go first. Oh, sorry. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um. If you go back to the social, sorry. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. It's like you're not ready. It's like you I didn't get a Brian first. I know you always go to Brian first. I'm like, oh, I have to actually think about something for now. No, if if, if we go back to the to the social media stuff, it's just every whether it's social media or it's something else, it's always that when you when you're almost getting into multi generational play you know what i'm saying when you're when you have a a a, the very old guard moving out and the very newest guard moving in there's always going to be something that they do different um whether it's social media or whatever it was 20 years ago and whatever it was 30 years ago it's just going to be the new thing and the new way they do stuff and it's just kind of how it works i don't get all upset with social media it's just kind of one of those things that it is now and just just whether they had social media or not the, you can't go out and do something dumb so definitely just don't go on social media and do something dumb okay before we get to uh brian uh evgeny crosby great name they won again tonight uh the local Pittsburgh media is filled with miserable miserable old blank blanks who hate anything social media related. That's why their coverage is so negative. I will say that I do think that the Steelers coverage locally is very slanted at times um, in terms of negativity and positivity. We'll leave it at that. Brian, go ahead and give us your final thoughts. Just like Dave said, if you do it right, it's going to be fine. The players or the individuals that are not aware that there could be a camera at any stretch of the imagination at any time in their lives, then they've got to figure things out. You got to do things differently than what you did in college, in high school, um, in the summer back home, at camp, whatever. You have to do things differently and you do it smart. But do not pigeonhole this entire generation of athletes as all being stuck in social media because there's a lot on the Steelers that don't even pick it up. They don't touch it. Um, there's all kinds of different players that don't even go near it. Look, it's a part of our fabric. And if we approach it the right way, that'll be fine. I do want to say one more thing. I am going to start, um, like Dave mentioned about the, uh, the fun Twitter handles, like Troy Palomalo's hair. I'm going to start BJ Finney's pants. Um, <laughs> that'll, that'll be my, my new one. But I also want to address Felicia real quick, who said bad. I thought you were going to do a 2 a.m. story. 
I was not even close to being around in 1941 when I brought up 1941. <laughs> if I have a 2am story from there, I would probably, uh, I would not know where to start, but I'm sure there's a great granddad bad might be able to have something good. All right. Um, I do want to bring up something. I, I don't really do a final thought anymore. Um, I, I want to remind everyone if you follow us on like our so our audio platforms, especially iTunes, because I think what is it, Brian? Like fifty-five to sixty percent of our listeners on audio. Yes. Follow us on iTunes. Do us a favor. Go in, give us a five-star rating. Leave us a good comment if we see some good ones. I want to get back to that. Reading the comments here live on the air. So if you do listen to our podcast, which we hope that you do, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts, just search Steelers or uh, Behind the Steel Curtain and follow, subscribe, so that you don't miss out on anything like my Let's Ride, Dave Stat Geek, Michael Beck's uh, Live Mike. Those are our morning shows that are only on the audio platform, so make sure you check those out. Otherwise, that's the show. We'll be back next week. Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. Best way to end it. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you.